0: Set.
1: To Beyond the Veil, a ministry of Dayspring Chapel, arise, shine, and excel. Located at sixteen twenty-eight High Park Ave in High Park, Massachusetts. As Luke chapter 1, verse 78 and 79 tells us, According to the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high has visited us to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death to guide our feet in the path of peace. Now, let's listen in to today's message from Pastor David.
2: By the end of another 40 years, he had become a totally different person By the time God called him and said, it's time to go and do what I asked you to do or what I wanted you to do. He said, Lord, I can do it. I'm not able to do it. I'm not able to do it. I do not have the ability to do it. In fact, I cannot speak. Whereas he was a very good speaker. He was eloquent. But now he didn't have any confidence in himself. He was very confident. Some 40 years ago, now he was no longer confident. Those are the kind of people that God uses. Amen? God uses those who are not confident in themselves. Those who are confident in him. Those who will rely on him. Amen? You know, the mentality of the, of the culture, of the what they would teach you in the world is that be confident. Be confident of yourself. That that has its place. Amen? That has its place. But really, for you to have confidence in Good confidence in yourself. you got to be confident in the Lord. Amen? Remember the scripture says that the race is not to be swift. The battle is not to be strong. Amen? But even saying that, it's not saying that the swift should not learn to be swift. Amen? The race is not to be swift. It doesn't mean don't be swift. It just means that don't depend on your swiftness. Because as you are being swift, as you are running very fast, you can trip. And fall. what becomes of you? Somebody who is not as sweet as you will win the race. Amen? So you don't have all the power. You don't make it by yourself. Depend on the Lord. Amen? So the Lord basically was saying unto Moses, you need to depend on me. And by the time the Lord finished with him, and it took 40 years to do that. I don't know how many years yours would take. I don't know how many years mine would take. Amen? Even David As a young man anointed of the Lord, he didn't get to the throne until 12 years later. Amen. (laughs) All of that time that he was running, that Saul was chasing him, God was also using it to train him. Amen. So, follow me and I will make you become fishers of men. I will make you become. You don't make yourself become. I will make you become fishers of men. I will make you become like myself. Follow me. I will make you become. When Jesus Christ was in the world, there were many people following him. In John, in the Gospel of John, chapter 6, that we read some time ago, multitudes following him. They were following him because they were fed. Their stomachs were filled up. They had some good food. And today I was thinking, I don't think Jesus Christ just gave them food. He must have given them what? Something to drink. Jesus Christ knows how these things work. So that's why later he was saying, I am the bread of life. I am the bread from heaven. Then he said later, Except you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you have no life in you. He must have given them some drink, some good drink with their food. Oh Jesus Christ knows balanced diet. So if you look at John chapter six, John six forty eight to fifty one, John six forty eight to fifty one. He said, I am the bread of life. Your fathers ate the manna in the wilderness and are dead. This is the bread which comes down from heaven, that one may eat it and not die. I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. And the bread that I shall give is my flesh, which I give for the life of the world. Then from verse 53, he continued to say, my father because of my father so he who feeds on me will live because of me this is the bread which came down from heaven amen praise god wow that's a mouthful that's a mouthful and uh, jesus was telling this crowd of people following him you just ate physical food and you are following me because of what you ate you are not following me because you Want to hear what I have to say? You are following me because of the food that you ate yesterday. But really, unless you eat another kind of food, unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you have no life in you. Basically, unless I die for you and you believe me, you have no life in you. So, Joshua is saying, Believe in me. it's much more than just believe in me. Yes, that's the foundation of it. But believe in me and continue in me, follow me. Say my flesh is food indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. He will eats my flesh and drinks my blood. And he says, sorry, as the living father sent me and I live because of the father, so he who feeds on me will live because of me. So basically is you're taking your, your living from what you feed on our life is as a result of what we feed on so following the lord entails or means involves because this jesus was telling these people that were following him because of physical food that they needed to eat his flesh and drink his blood basically he was telling them for you to follow me you will have to become one with me you have to eat my flesh drink my blood meaning You have to feed on me. You have to become one with me or become like me. Because it's what you eat that you become. For indeed, we are all products of our nature and nurture. We are all products of our nature and nurture. But more so of nurture than nature. For nurture is active, actively powerful. And nature, on the other hand, is passive, passively powerful. Let me say that again. We are all products of our nature and nurture. Amen? We are all products of our nature and nurture. But much more so because of our nurture. Because our nurture is active. The nurturing is active. And is actively powerful. And nature, on the other hand, is passive. And passively powerful. Which one wins? The nurture wins over nature. Amen? Nurture wins over nature. See, nature is one-dimensional. Nature is one-dimensional. It's natural. But nature is multidimensional. Nature is the environment. The physical environment, the social environment, the emotional environment, the spiritual environment, the mental environment, the psychological, educational, cultural environment. Everything around you, everything that contacts you, that you contact, is the natural around you and everything is trying to impact you everything is trying to leave a mark on you of course the very first one in this is the home the very first one in this is the home where all of us grow up where people grow up where children grow up that's the foundation very very important very very important it's what you see you can say what you see in the neighborhood comes from the families in the neighborhood. Amen. Some of these our uh, leaders don't want to face. And the family is being destroyed all over the world, but particularly in America. If the family is destroyed, the neighborhoods are destroyed, and the state is destroyed, and the nation is destroyed. So, very, very important that children grow up in a good environment at home, in their impressionable years when almost anything can be written on their plate, The devil is very interested in children. Very, very interested. We'll go, will do anything to get the children, to get the young ones. But God is also very much interested in them. Amen? Jesus Christ said, let the children come to me. For of these ones is the kingdom of God. These ones have a heart for the kingdom of God. I can use these ones. In fact, when the disciples were contesting over leadership, who was greater than the other? Jesus Christ said, except you become like one of these little ones, except you become children. Amen? So, God has a heart for the children. He wants to impact them. Because what is put in there at the very early stages of life is very, very important stays there for a long time and tends to make them so Jesus was saying to this crowd of people you've got to ingest me you've got to digest me you've got to assimilate me internalize me for when we take him in when we read the word of God when we meditate on the word of God when we ingest the word of God digest the word of God assimilate and internalize Jesus the word of God into our lives his will becomes our will this is when we begin to think, feel, and do like him. When we have eaten him, so to say, digested his will or digested his word, and we have assimilated and internalized his word, his will becomes our will. His will becomes our will. It's not that our will becomes his will. Amen? He doesn't, doesn't take our will. We take his will. His will becomes our will. We take on his will And his will becomes our will. This is when we begin to think, feel, and do like him. When this happens, the miracle we desire is a work he himself desires to do for his own glory. Let me say that again. When this happens, the miracle we desire is a work that he himself desires to do for his own glory.